0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It it is Monday here you. on Church Board oh. Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much. Tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. And I'm burning up like a Jonas brother in here, man. My room feels like an absolute oven. I ain't feel like this in a minute. So, of course... We had to bring back our handy dandy sweat rag. You know, it's only made one appearance this summer, um, but it's back and in full effect because it's madness in here. Like, actually. Um, wow. <laughs> hey, the thing is, I haven't worn this LeBron jersey in so long because people kept on saying I look like LeBron, which, you know, you know, no disrespect to LeBron. I don't see that as like the best compliment in the world. No disrespect um so like i stopped wearing this uh jersey but honestly i had to wear it today because it's man hot in here you know and i actually why why would i allow something like that to stop me from wearing this like fire jersey um so i don't care you guys can comment lebron as much as you want um i don't care my name is emmanuel okay <laughs> i'm a mental god Oh, and it's it is burning in here man I need more tank tops honestly um yeah sorry I hope you guys had a great week um I've had a cool week my life has been pretty chill um you know summers ended so you know not everything popping off like it wasn't in summer I had an amazing summer but now you know we're back in school getting back in a groove of things um yeah also side note There's a fan right next to me. I don't think you guys are going to be able to hear the fan by God's grace, but if you do hear the fan and it's just like some heavy white noise in the back, I apologize, but it's not getting turned off today. So... Um, but we're gonna get to this episode first and foremost. Thank you to everybody who came out to Bible study last week It was great. Oh, I'm loving the participation. I'm loving the questions. I'm loving the answers Um, thank you guys for for coming out to that. Thanks to everybody who committed. Thanks for the people who came out for the first time That was dope. Um, and look man, you know If you guys like learning about the word in this podcast or in kendra's podcast, it's also great to learn um with the word live direct um with other believers as well so you know bible study sign is going to be in this description every first monday of each month at 5 30 p.m pacific time please make sure that you are there and let's let's learn the, let's learn the word together um and also i just want to say thank you once again to our guest last week our very own editor and chief of unassociated Danielle, we had an amazing conversation. If you did not listen to that episode, please go back and listen to it. If you are ever someone who has struggled with your with walking your identity in Christ because of, you know, just the way other people might look at you or the way people, the, the way people treat you, that is the episode to watch. I'm um, so proud of that conversation. I'm thankful that God um, was in that conversation. And yeah, you guys need to absolutely go back and, and listen to that if you haven't listened to this. But today we're going to talk about the topic of shame. And the reason why we're talking about this topic of shame is because we're hearing man, we're hearing those conversations on TikTok, we're hearing the conversations in the Christian community, that it's some people that are still living with that shame, even though Jesus Christ has washed you away from your sins and trespasses, and you are holy, and holy and blamelessly presented before the Father. So we're going to talk about shame today. It might sound like something elementary, but no, If it's something that's bothering you, then it's something that needs to be addressed. Because sometimes it bothers me as well. I ain't gonna hold you. Not too long ago, I found myself going through some DMs that I sent years and years, years ago. All right? So, relax. And I was like, dang, was this me? Like, jeez. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, I'll be honest with you, man. It's some stuff that you probably, you know, figure out that I done said or I done did in the past. I I didn't say nothing crazy, but, you know. But just... Ways I've behaved in the past, man. I wouldn't want people knowing about that either. You know, I think we all kind of have that. The Bible says, if you're a Christian, you know this verse. The Bible says that every man has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's everybody. So we all got sins that we don't really want to talk about. We all have a past that, you know, when we look back at it, you know, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little squirmish. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, God's forgive our sins, but you know it's still in our head it's still in our head that we've done these things and sometimes we carry that shame and there's realities that come with that sometimes it's not just the internal shame but it's the shame that we're going to face from other people that might look down at us or look at us differently now the fact that they have found out something about us that we used to do or that we have done right or that we just did right We've all done something maybe in the past and the reality is that others are probably going to still see us the same way as they saw us in the past, even though that we have been transformed by the work of Jesus Christ. Um, we might lose out on some some opportunities. Maybe some people don't trust us because of the habits that we used to have and don't know that those habits are not something that we still struggle with now. Sometimes we could be outcasted by society or by your family or by your friend group because of things that you've done in the past. You might be looked differently. Some people say that some churches are clicky. All those things are real. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says this. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this verse. This verse is always one of the things that really picked me up after I was sinned. To just know that I am justified not by my works but by faith in Jesus Christ. And because I have faith in Jesus Christ, I don't have to continue to have this idea that God hates me. No, I will not. Because the Bible says I have peace with God. We're like this. I got peace with him because of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? It's amazing to know that we have peace with the Lord through Jesus Christ. However, sometimes that's not the problem that we have. Some of us, it's not the problem that we think that we're at where we don't have peace with God. The problem is we don't really have peace within ourselves. Because although God has forgiven us of our sins, we haven't forgiven ourselves of our sins, let alone even to talk about how other people see us because of the sins that we've committed in the past. That shame, that's what that's called, it's called shame. So we're gonna talk about shame today. So, you know, I like to do a little research before I hop on this mic i like to hear what other people say about shame other other maybe a blog or other you know um commentaries or um even some you know journals and articles um scholarly journals that that talk about different you know discuss different things in scripture um but today i i I stumbled upon my favorite blog apart from unassociated.com shout out unassociated.com shout out the writing team my favorite blog aside from us is desiringgod.org desiringgod.org i have i think i've done multiple episodes that have been inspired from those blogs because um there's a lot of wisdom over there man um shout out to them and shout out to this author because this is like not the first time i'm gonna be literally i think everything almost everything from desiring god i've talked about on this podcast no not all of them but like two of them i think this guy john bloom all right, so so real quick, John Bloom, I, I I couldn't find your email, I couldn't find your Instagram or anything like that. What I could find is that you had a Twitter. So when I'm getting done with this episode, I'm gonna make a Twitter, just so I can, for the sole purpose of trying to get in contact with John Bloom, John Bloom, at desiringgod.org. I want you as a guest on Church Boy Confessions. So if you know John Bloom and you're listening to this, or John Bloom, if you're listening to this, I'll be in touch or help get me in touch with this guy because I need him on this podcast I've quoted his pieces enough for him to be on this podcast so we we need that but this article in particular is called breaking the power of shame so during this episode I'm going to be borrowing perspectives and certain quotes from that article um, to to make the overall point okay so the first point I want to make is that the first place we see shame in the bible is in the garden of eden so I'm going to read Genesis chapter three, where we talk where it talks about the fall of mankind verses six to seven. So let's read. So when the woman talking about Eve saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves excuse me, together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and among the trees of the garden. May God bless hearing reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've all read this story. We've all heard this story at this point. I mean, without this story, we wouldn't all be here today. Um You know, obviously, when you read this story, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably, well, there's a shame right there. When they heard God's voice, they hid themselves. I mean, absolutely, you know, sin causes us to be ashamed and then we don't want to present ourselves before God. We have all felt like that at some point in our lives, which is absolutely right. But John Bloom pointed out a really good point. I've heard this point before, too, which is interesting. It's funny how that all lined up. When you actually think about it, Adam and Eve... They were absolutely ashamed. When they heard God's voice, they hid themselves. But before they heard God's voice, before Adam and Eve heard God's voice, the Bible says that they noticed that they were naked and then they covered themselves up. And then they heard God's voice and then they hid from him. What that tells me is that they were not only ashamed before God, Because they covered up their nakedness only when it was just them. They were also ashamed before themselves. They were also ashamed between each other. That they felt, aside from God, they felt that they needed to hide something from each other. Hide shame from each other. It's a really good point to make. Because we understand that shame is a double pronged thing we can be ashamed before god and we can also be ashamed amongst our fellow human beings our fellow brothers and sisters of christ our fellow peers and sometimes understanding god's grace and his sanctifying power is easy when it comes to getting rid of the shame that we have towards him but it's not that easy when it comes to getting rid of the shame that we have towards other people because it gets a little bit more complicated than that. Because maybe we sinned against someone. Or really what i want to talk about today is we sinned in front of someone or someone has found out about our sin someone has found out about our past and now the vision of us that they used to see they no longer see because they've heard about the things that we've done before we gave our lives to christ or they've heard about the ways that we've fallen even as believers the ways that we have fallen the ways that we have fell short now that person sees you in a bad light Now that person doesn't want to be around you maybe that person doesn't want to be in a relationship with you and the list goes on right or maybe this person hasn't even said anything to you they haven't done anything to you but just the fact that this is what's going on in your head is absolutely enough for you to have that shame to hide from them to avoid them to whatever it might be to hide yourself to feel bad about yourself and all that this is the power that that shame has that power that power that shame has is so powerful that sometimes it can even make you ignore the power of god but i'm here to tell you today that it is the power of god it is only the power of god that's going to be able to have you overcome that shame so in order to overcome that shame we're going to address some things we're going to address our hearts and we're going to address our pride very important forgiving yourself can be a real process that's where we gotta start we gotta overcome the shame that we have within we have to overcome the the unforgiveness of ourselves that we have within i'll tell you and i and i've told you guys you guys you know i've talked to you guys about pride i've talked to you guys about some addictions that i've had in the past i've fallen and that's not all the sins that i've committed let me just tell you that like those are some definitely big ones that god delivered me from so i can really be able to testify to them but it's not other it ain't other you know i've done stupid things bro like i have you know and i ain't gonna hold you i ain't gonna act like ain't no shame i sometimes carry shame as that and that as well you know i have fallen many times and i've gotten back up many times But sometimes when I did get up after having sinned, I had a different level of shame that was upon me, man. Like my heart was just so heavy because I done fell, because I done did it again, or because I never thought I would be the person to do something as stupid or as crazy as that. And then that's exactly what I did. And sure, I got on my knees and I prayed to God and he forgave me, but I did not forgive myself. But there will be one verse in the Bible that always helped me to get back on my feet. It was first John chapter three, verse 20, which says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. And I'm going to read that again. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. This is the verse that got me back up. This is the verse that gave me that permission to get back up and to get back in line and come back to the Lord because I was able to be thankful to God that my sanctification, that my redemption, that my salvation was not dependent on the grace that I had for myself. It was dependence on the grace that God had for me. And I could thank God that I didn't have to rely on my own heart. I didn't have to wait to forgive myself. I didn't have to wait for myself to no longer be condemned by my own heart. Because how can I even, how can my salvation and my sanctification and my redemption be dependent on my heart that actually is deceitfully wicked, as the scripture says? How can it be dependent on my heart that is fallen, that is sinful? I thank God for his grace. I thank God that he's greater than my heart. So I can continue to walk in blamelessness and holiness, and I can continue to walk in the redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ. I can continue to walk in sanctification because of his forgiveness, not because of the heart that continue my own heart that continues to condemn me. Let me go back to God. Let me grow in him and my heart will catch up. I might not have the same grace of God that he has, but one day my heart will catch up. But I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. And I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to view yourself as how your heart views yourself. View yourself how the creator views you. View yourself how the creator views you. And I'll tell you how he views you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 to 5. Bless be. Bless be to God. Um, and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and what without blame before him in love, having predestined us to to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. That's my God. And that's how he has presenting me before himself, holy and blameless No matter what my heart says no matter what my heart says and guess what when you recognize this you can also recognize this in other people as well because when you realize that people even have the hearts that condemn themselves they're going to absolutely have the heart that condemns you as well (laughs) there are some of us we go about this life only forgiving ourselves or only seeing ourselves as holy and blameless even though god has already forgiven us we only actually acknowledge that until other people forgive us as well or until other people are no longer ashamed in us as well but no we shouldn't wait on that we should not wait on that because our salvation and our redemption is not dependent on whether they forgive you it's dependent on whether God has forgiven you. And if you have put your life in Jesus Christ, then He has, and you now have permission to walk in that. You do. Don't disacknowledge the grace of God because you haven't received grace from others. Don't ignore the grace of God because you haven't gotten any grace from Steve or Adam or grace. Their heart condemns them when they sin. Of course, their heart is going to condemn you. Not everybody has the grace that God has. I don't think anybody fully has a type of grace that God has. Not think. I know nobody has that grace. So thank God that we are forgiven and we are holy and blameless, not by their grace, but by his grace. So how do we deal with that shame? Absolutely looking at our heart and understanding that God is greater than it. But There's more to it. Because we also have to talk about where that shame comes from. Why is that shame A bit more complicated than just asking God for forgiveness. I'm going to read this quote from the article. It says, Because sin is alive in our bodies and because we are beset with weakness... The kind of shame we often experience is a potent combination of failure and pride. We fail morally, we fail due to our limitations, and we fail because the creation is subject to, to futility and doesn't work right. We also fail to live up to others, ex- people's expectations. And because we are full of sinful pride, we are ashamed of our failures and weaknesses and will go to almost any length to hide them from others. This means pride-fueled shame. I'm going to say that again. Pride-fueled shame can wield great power over us. It controls significant parts of our lives and consumes precious energy and time in avoiding exposure. Mm. Thanks, John. You see, because pride plays a role here. And I know it does because, man, y'all know the episodes I had about pride. You know, you will be surprised at how many people, they could probably say that they're sinners. But in their heart of hearts, they don't believe that they're bad people. They think that they are good people. Right? They think that they're good people. They think, oh, I would never do blank until they do it, until they did it. And now they see themselves as dirty as they would see someone else if they did what they did. Sometimes it's your own judgment that's even causing you to have that shame. (laughs) And now you're ashamed because everybody's looking at you. Everybody now has an opinion about you. And let me tell you this. Anytime where you're fixated on the opinion that other people have about you. More than likely, that's a really good indicator that there's a pride issue there. I know that, that typically, you know, we don't typically think pride when everybody has a problem with us. We kind of just pity ourselves. But there's probably a pride issue there because you're very concerned with your image. Let me tell you something. Pride plus falling into sin equals debilitating. <laughs> Let me just some of this water. Hold on. Where's my water at? Oh it's over there Whatever Pride Plus falling into sin Equals Debilitating Shame There you go Pride plus falling into sin Equals Debilitating Shame Because many of us What happens is At first we think that Morally We're up here This is us And then we do something crazy That shows us like Oh snap I'm like morally depraved well yeah like (laughs) like, yeah you are without jesus absolutely the problem is you expected so much more when you weren't more apart from christ our righteousness is like what dirty rags some of us we say that but do we actually know that for real because some of us we say that But then we think that I would never I could never Oh not me da, 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 Until you do it And now you're even more ashamed Than the person that you were judging Beforehand Not because you were never capable Of doing such a thing You were always capable of doing such a thing You just convinced yourself That you were righteous That for some reason That you had some type of Innate righteousness that would That drew the line There was no line drawn, and that's why you fell into it. And now you have that shame. But let me tell you something. The people who think that they are good people, and I'm talking righteous, righteous before God, are either people who are very much out of touch, people who are very self-centered, or people who have a very short memory. Because, like the Bible says, our righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. To overcome shame, you have to humbly admit that without the help of the Lord, you cannot be righteous on your own. Let's go to another quote. It says, The key to breaking the power of pride-fueled shame is the superior power of humility-fueled faith and in the work of Christ and the promises of Christ. Shame pronounced us guilty and deficient. Jesus pronounces us guiltless and promises that his grace will be sufficient for us in all our weaknesses. Christ is all as we trust jesus as our righteousness and our provider of everything we need shame will lose its power over us my brothers and sisters this is what christianity is it is not oh i got my life together no it's not and i understand that's the language that we use it's innocent i understand what you mean but do you also understand that sometimes what that sounds like is that you kind of you snapped out of it. And from your own willpower and of your own intellect, you are now more righteous than you used to be. No, that is not the gospel. What the gospel actually is, what Christianity actually is, is that God got us together. So now you see all thanks and all glory goes to him. You didn't get yourself together. He got you together. He snatched you up and he got you straight. He got you right. And when you can understand that, understand that all the glory goes to him, then you start to feel. Then that's when you start to is you finally start to catch on that your shame now is becoming a pedestal for his glory. Your shame. Is now a testament. It's 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 the start of the story of how. God has a transformative power to sanctify people, no matter how far gone they might've thought they were. You are a testament. You are a pedestal for his transformative power. You are a pedestal that testifies to the fact that God can change the life of a wretched sinner like you. I know that that might not make you look like the best, most righteous person to a lot of people. I know that sometimes that'll make people look down on you because they're gonna be stuck on you did that before, that's where you that's what you did, that's what you was on. Whoa, I didn't know that you did that. And there's gonna be people like that, and that's really annoying, but that's the reality of it. But let me tell you this there's also going to be people that are going to see your life, they're going to see where you were and where you are today, and that was the proof. That was the evidence of God they needed. That was the evidence that that helped them to understand that, wow, Jesus actually can transform me because they transformed so, so, and so. Wow, I should give my life to Christ because the only thing that's really been keeping me from that is thinking that I was way too dirty. But look at this guy. I know that that might not make you look good, but it makes Jesus look really good. And let's let us remember who we are. We are image bearers. It's not about our image. It's about his image absolutely there's going to be people that look down on you absolutely there's going to be people who say aren't you ashamed but there's also going to be people that that was the proof that was what they needed Ah, i see the transformative power of christ is real and i want some of that and i want to tap into that i want to commit my life to christ Don't hide it. Don't hide your testimony. You know, that's what it does. Shame causes us to hide. But I'm telling you, man, the the gospel is you were blind and now you see. There are some people that need to know that you were blind so that when they see that you can now see, they know that it means something. Because if it's just you seeing, you just being good, you're out of touch. They can't even relate. They can't even... They don't know how you got there, but if they know that you were blind and now you see, that's where the miracle is. That's where the testimony is. The article talks about that reflex that we have to hide our shame, and this is what it says. John 8, I tell you, glory be to God. But just because pride moves us to hide our shame in the wrong places, doesn't mean that our instinct to hide is completely wrong. It isn't. We do need a place to hide, but we need to hide in the right place. And there is only one place to hide that offers the protection we seek, where all our shame is covered and we no longer need to fear the refuge of Jesus Christ. Jesus' death and resurrection is the only remedy for the shame we feel over our grievous sin failures. There is nowhere else to go with our sin. There is no other atonement. But if we hide in Jesus, we, He provides us a complete cleansing. And when that happens, all God's promises, which we find which find their yes in Christ, excuse me, become ours if we believe and receive them. And the grace that flows from these promises to those to us through faith are all sufficient and abounding and provide for all our other shameful weaknesses and failures man you want to hide your shame okay hide but just hide it in the right place hide it in jesus christ hide it in the gospel hide it in the fact that this is how you were but this is how i am now because of jesus christ and yes there are going to be the people who turn their noses up thinking that oh i can't believe you do something like that not me god will deal with them obviously they got some stuff they got to deal with there are others that will glorify god on your behalf there are others that are going to know god more because of your story because of your transformation. So if you truly are a vessel, if you truly are an image bearer of God, turn that shame into his pedestal for his image, for his love, for his grace, for his transformative power to change somebody's life, to be shown to somebody and change their life. Some will laugh, some will point, some will have say you should be ashamed. Others will glorify God you know there's something that the bible says man not everybody is gonna hear but let those that have ears let them hear those that have ears let them hear and they will if you're gonna hide hide it in the gospel let's pray father yeah we thank you so much for your word we thank you so much for this opportunity to learn father and i just pray lord we can i can say these words but it doesn't mean that they're going to plant that seed father plant that seed and water that seed and provide the increase in our lives oh god so that we can walk and live in you lord jesus without shame oh god live and operate and have our being in your grace and in your love and in your sanctification power oh god Father, help us to turn our shame into pedestals for your glory, O God. And Father, even though those are going to, you know, the people that will turn their nose up to us, Lord, that won't care for us, that look down on us, O God, help us not to be concerned, Lord Jesus. Father, even when our hearts condemn us, O God, help us to not be concerned, Lord Jesus, but to be mainly concerned and only concerned with the fact that you have forgiven us, Lord Jesus. Cause us to forgive ourselves, Father. Even those that we've wronged, help them, Lord, to forgive us as well, O God. And help us to forgive those that have wronged us, O God, because we can't do it without you. We need you we all need you oh god so i just pray lord that you keep us that you bless us oh god that you continue to make us more and more like your son make us more and more like your son oh god help us to be your vessels help us to be more concerned with bearing your image and building up ours oh god i destroy all shame destroy it all oh god remove it all lord jesus help us to be able to testify to your goodness testify to being blind but now having seen oh god in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Sorry, one thing I forgot to announce in the beginning was that if you went to the poetry jam, I would really, really appreciate if you guys filled out that feedback survey. All right. Thank y'all.
1: It's in. The, it's in the description.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and fill that out for me, please um but besides that i hope you guys have an amazing week um holla at me man you guys know my instagram um eheke underscore hit me up in the dm if you need anything if you need prayer advice whatever it might be topic suggestions and questions can be submitted www.unassociated.com slash um ask church boy um so yeah i want to hear you guys i want to hear it all and come out to bible city man and sign up for bible study um so we could be learning live and direct together as a community um so yeah i love you guys have an amazing week it's like the third time i said that peace